United States men's national team stayed alive yesterday despite a 1-0 loss to Germany. They're on to the knockout round, the round of 16 to play Belgium on Tuesday afternoon. Joining us to talk about all things U.S. men's national team is Phil Negley. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at Phil Negley, S-T-S, and check out his work at stoppagetimesoccer.net. Phil, how you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Doing well. So uh, yesterday, a riveting, well, I guess uh, it was a little bit of a buzzkill to see the U.S. lose, but nonetheless, they're through some high drama there at the end of the match. Dominated at times by Germany. Uh, Jermaine Jones went down with an injury deep into the match, but it did come out today that he will be in the lineup. He is able to play despite a broken nose. How effective do you think he'll be able to be? We've seen Clint Dempsey fight through his broken nose, but how do you think this will affect Jermaine Jones' performance on Tuesday? I don't think it will affect anything. Um, it, it didn't affect uh, Clint Dempsey much, except you know he had a little breathing problem. You know, he had to breathe out of his mouth and his nose. Uh, it's just a little bit of an adjustment, I think. I think he'll be okay. Um, I think more of the the story now is turning to. Um, whether Josie Altidore can play or not, and uh, just looking at my Twitter feed as I woke up this morning, um, Grant Wall tweeted out a picture, among other people, um, but Grant Wall, I saw first, uh, he tweeted a picture of Altidore jogging, um, and then Stephen Goff, uh, at Soccer Insider, he writes for the Washington Post, uh, Clinton's talking to the media um, about the different different things and he was asked about outdoors availability for the Belgium match and he said quote we are very optimistic um I think with it just being a hamstring strain I think he can come back in time uh I I I think it would be it would be beneficial um that he come back uh you know Belgium hasn't played the best um this tournament uh, in their in their group, you know, they've sure they've won all their games, but um, they uh, you know they've won all their games. But I saw a stat that they uh, they trailed more than they led. Um, sure, they've won all their games, so it matters what the score is at the end of the game, not the beginning or the middle. But um, yeah, so I think it's going to be a, a interesting game come uh, come Tuesday. Well, looking at Josie Altador, I mean, he's a guy that's really been shielded from the media. He hasn't made uh, many statements at all about his health. I mean, Jurgen Klinsmann, he's sort of pushed off those questions. They're just saying, you know, we're going to take him day by day. We'll see how he is. We'll see how he feels this day, this day, and this day. And not really any telling signs of whether or not he will be in that lineup for sure. But if he's not at full fitness, if he's not at full strength, is it worth throwing him in there as opposed to throwing a guy like Chris Wondolowski in there or Aaron Johansson at the top or some of the other adjustments that uh, Coach Jurgen Klinsmann has made? Yeah, I think uh, we, we saw two options, uh, actually three. If you go back to the Ghana game, you saw Johansson come in and then you saw Wando play against... Uh, against Portugal, and then yesterday you saw more of a Dempsey up top with, uh, you saw more of a 4-5-1 type 
uh, play with five midfielders and uh, with uh, Susie and Davis in, and then Davis is up top, and he's more of a defensive midfielder, so they moved him back uh, and moved Susie more up, and then you know, and then uh, you know, it, it, it kind of worked, kind of didn't, but um, I think with out the door, I think out the door will try to play on Tuesday, given that he's had time to recover, and if he's out there jogging, I think he could, you know, get back into full fitness. I don't know. the. You know, I'm not a doctor, so um, I don't know exactly what he's been doing, um, you know, training-wise uh, and uh, recovery-wise, but I think it's going to be an interesting storyline to watch. I think, though, if he plays, there, there's... Uh, there will be people will be watching more to see how he does uh, because they'll either be worried that he'll pull up again with an injury or uh, you know want to see how well he actually did recover in fact Phil Negley is our guest he joins us via the Illinois Center for Broadcasting hotline Yesterday, Phil, the back line looked a little bit better. I mean, they only did allow one goal to one of the one of the world's uh, best teams. But how much of that has to do with the replacement of Omar Gonzalez in favor of Jeff Cameron at that center back position? Yeah, um, Omar Gonzalez was one, Omar Gonzalez and Brad Davis were the two inclusions in the starting eleven that weren't used in the Portugal game. Um, but it's the Omar Gonzalez, he had that one dangerous uh, miscue that ended up not being dangerous. Um, and luckily, Germany didn't punish us on it. But he stepped up big. Uh, he made some big-time tackles. He showed why Klinsman included him in the starting 11. Now, that, that goal came off a corner kick, um, and the defense played well on the first the first attempt that Howard deflected, but then the midfielders weren't doing their job of guarding their men and uh, watching for that second, that second, that second attempt on corner kicks and free kicks. You know, in, near the box, you always have to focus on two plays: the first attempt and the second attempt. Uh, Taylor Tallman mentioned it yesterday on the, you know, the ESPN and how, oh, you know, and how the they didn't, you know, show, they didn't uh, step up, you know, the midfield there and, you know, guard their men, you know, that were farther out of the box. You know, that shot was, you know, on the end of the box. It was a beautiful bent ball, but it could have been stopped if, you know, they were guarding their men with more, um, with more pressure. Well, Michael Bradley, he's been a guy that's taken a lot of criticism. Still looked a little bit off his game yesterday. I know the surface played a factor, really wet. A lot of rain in the area, slowed down the game a little bit, but some of the touches that he had on the ball were not Michael Bradley-like. At this point, is it mental? I mean, what's the deal with him? What, what, why has such a physically gifted player, such a creative player, not been able to be himself through the group stage? Yeah, I don't really know. Um, I think... Um, I think... Uh, more of the teams are going after Michael Bradley, like uh, they're focusing more on him than, you know, Jermaine Jones 
which is why you see him more open and see him get more chances. You know, I think Michael Bradley's the star of the team. Michael Bradley's the glue that holds the team together. So if you can take Michael Bradley out of the game, then, uh, you know, then you can take the U.S. out of the game as well. Um, but I saw a stat somewhere, and I can't find it right now, but it's showing how far players have run. Michael Bradley has run the most not just on the U.S. team, but also in the whole World Cup. Maybe that's a factor as well, how he has to go. You know, he's a, a box-to-box midfielder, and I get that. But at the same time, I think his other teammates could step up a little more, uh, you know, and not put him under so much pressure. But I think you've played, I think Portugal and Germany play a better game than Belgium will, especially in this tournament. I think, you know, the pressure will still be be there from Belgium, but I think that it will be less. And I think Michael Bradley will be able to show his true self against uh, uh, against uh, Belgium on Tuesday. Phil Negley, our guest, check out his work at Phil Negley STS and also at stoppagetimesoccer.net. Phil, before we let you go here, coming off a loss that sort of felt like a win. I mean, yesterday, being down at Grant Park in Chicago, seeing all the fans, everybody was celebrating a loss. It was sort of an ironic feeling. Uh, what needs? To, I mean, the United States, they did not play their best soccer by any of the stretch of the imagination yesterday, but what needs to change if they expect to advance on into the round of eight? Yeah, um, I I don't think much needs to change. I think the U.S. had chances yesterday. Um, you know, had chances to to score, and it, it showed. You know, during the end, I think maybe Queens. You know, Queensman has been a great manager this tournament. He's proved his daughters wrong. Um, a lot of people said, "Oh, Queensman's gonna," uh, you know, ha- is going to suck because he got the contract extension before the World Cup. Oh, Clinton this, Clinton that. No. He proved his, he proved his, uh, his daughters wrong and, uh, and also showed why he um, is, you know, why he's, one, you know, a good manager. I, I think he, he put, he started players in certain games that made sense in those games. Uh, you know, certain techni- certain players' strengths don't work in certain games, and weaknesses would be exposed against different teammates, uh, teammates, uh, teams. Um, but I think, uh, I think, you know, he, he's shown a lot. Uh, but I think maybe one thing he could do is make the subs a little earlier. Maybe you know, we saw Yedlin come in the you know the last two games, and he he's and a force on that field. I think if you make if you sub in Yedlin in like the 65th, 70th minute, depending on, you know, the, if you're up 3 nothing, I get you're not going to sub him in, but I don't see us up 3 nothing against Belgium unless something crazy happens. But I think, you know, bringing in Yedlin a little earlier with his speed on the wings can cause some havoc. He almost, you know, he almost got an, he almost got an assist yesterday on a goal that he put beautifully to Dempsey, and it just went off his head the wrong way. Um, but I think, you know, the U.S., with the way that they made it into the tournament, you know, made it into the round of 16, they're, they're satisfied they made it, but at the same time, they're hungry for more. Um, they're proud, but as Michael Beasler said, we're proud of what we've accomplished. We're still hungry. Um, I think, you know, 
with them not qualifying after that second game against Portugal, they worked their butts off against Germany. Yes, they lost one nothing, but they only lost one nothing. Let me remind you, Portugal lost five to one. Right, and definitely, uh, definitely a positive that they did only lose by that one nil scoreline to one of the best teams, if not the best team in the world. But not only are the players hungry, but America is hungry for more soccer as well. Phil, we thank you for your time, and we hope to talk to you next week talking about a potential round of eight matchup. Yeah, thanks for having me. Check out StoppageTimeSoccer.net, your final source for soccer news. Sounds good. Talk to you next week, Phil.